Hello and welcome back to the Euro Trips Across the Pod NFL podcast. We're here for our penultimate team and also the penultimate episode on this platform. We are here for another one of our season previews and this time it's a turn of the Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, a team that shocked the NFL world by making it all the way to Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles, but unfortunately came out and unstuck. But I'm here with a Bengals fan all the way from the UK. I'm here with Rory Joe. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, glad to glad to be joining you. Yeah, good to have you on. It's um, always good to have first time guests. So it's always intriguing to know, you know, in terms of our first question as well, why people support the teams they do. So you may as well go straight into that. Um, so what made you a Bengals fan? Uh, well, it, it was. I was thinking about it when obviously when I knew I was speaking to you, and that was that was going to be the first question. I sort of thought back to how I originally got into American football, and. Um, and I was thinking it was the, the 2003 season probably was the first oh, wow. time. So, it, yeah, it's about 19 years ago now. And originally, uh, I did get into American football because I was big big into, like, gaming and, and playing on FIFA and that sort of thing. And I got a bit fed up with it and was looking for alternatives. And Madden came, I came across Madden and sort of decided that I was just going to learn this the, the rules to this new sport so, so I could play the Madden franchise games and um, so I went about it and obviously at that time it was it was a bit difficult in terms of finding information about American football stuff so I, I got a magazine called First Down I don't know a few mm. people in the UK might remember it that's how I originally got into it and you sort of got that every week and read the match reports and everything and, and so sort of, that's how I started and I just remember uh, one of the the pictures and it was it was black and white a lot of it and then they had a few inserts that were in colour and I just remember seeing this tiger striped helmet and, and that was it really I thought that's that's got to be the team for me obviously I had no idea sort of the history of the franchise um, and obviously how sort of down in the dumps it had been and the lack of success over the years um, but yeah I just nailed my colours to the mask that was why it was a picture of Rudy Johnson in the tiger helmet and, and that was me I was a, a Cincinnati Bengal if only you knew that it'd be years and years of of mediocrity, let's say, even in the end yeah. era. Um, and obviously that's changed recently. But obviously from your point of view, actually, in terms of last season, in terms of that shock, sort of surprise run, did you ever expect that to be the case at the start of the year? Were you ever thinking this team's going to make it all the way to the big game? No, absolutely not. I, I think I'm always, I always err on probably the side of a bit of pessimism as, as a fan. Um, and I was sort of expecting if we could get to that sort of eight and nine, seven and ten, sort of show a bit of progress. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we had Jamar Chase coming in, that link with Beryl. Beryl was coming off the injury. So, really, we, we were just expecting to see a, a little bit of progress. Um, and it, I think in the end, it, the season was sort of going that way. And then they just, just caught fire at the end and mm-hmm. when they, they got into the playoffs. And, and that run was just really special for... Because each week we, we were never the favourites and, and nobody sort of had any expectations from it. So each week going into it, just waking up to, to play a football on the weekend was, was something pretty special. Yeah, and I have to mention this. I hate really advertising sports betting, but I was looking at my... I rarely bet these days. It's literally about Super Bowl, which I, I bet once a year Super Bowl nowadays and that's it, or maybe before the season starts. And turn my phone on and sort of see what the bets were in terms of, you know, first touchdown scorer, you know, overall over and under, stuff like that. And I came across my cash out. 
it tells me I had a bet going start of the year for the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. It was um, a five pound stake. It was a potential four hundred and fifty pound return. Wow! I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't ever remember making that bet. I remember I checked my thing and I bet on five pounds on them and five pounds on the Jags. Yeah. <laughs> it was um, contrast of actual seasons that happened. But I just yeah, I was I was really I was really rooting for the Bengals in that Super Bowl for for that for that reason alone, not just the underdogs. Um, sort of tag. I, I was sort of hoping I could win some money, especially how expensive it was in the Hippodrome. I was, I was hoping get my money back <laughs> yes. somehow. And, um, but no, sadly not. But yeah, hopefully they can they can do it once again. And in terms yeah. of yourself watching the NFL, how does your normal, typical sort of NFL Sunday look? Um, well, it's changed to be honest because I'm now. Uh, a father of uh, two children uh, who are, I've got one at four and, and one that's uh, well, we're now three weeks old. So, oh wow, congratulations! Uh, uh, yeah, thank you. NFL Sundays have been a bit different in the last couple of years. Um, so, we sort of work around bedtimes now, whereas um, I, I sometimes, you know, get it get it paused on Game Pass and, and mm. sort of pick it up when I when I can. But, um, my, yeah, my my eldest, uh, Georgie, she she does watch. She tends to watch the first half hour of Bengals games with me for a six o'clock kickoff, and um, so she's kind of into it as well. And she she really got into it at the back end of the season with the the Joe Barrow stuff. So, but I, in terms of how it goes on the Sunday, once the kids are in bed, I'm I'm very much sort of a I like to watch it on my own probably and stay like, like keyed into it and red zone on the tablet and then the main telly usually with the the Bengals on. Um, but yeah, I'm not not one for sort of loads of people around watching it every every Sunday. It's I kind of get focused and and yeah, watch them from from six o'clock right through then. Yeah, fair fair. Sounds like very similar, apart from the children thing, to my NFL Sundays as well. Normally yeah. on my own watching it. Do you find it was Game Pass? I don't know whether you found this problem as well. I don't know whether it's just my account. Where if I pause a game that's live and then play it like half an hour later, there'll be little logos at the bottom with like touchdown logos and sort of field goals it sort of tells you something's happened without you actually watching I don't know whether you get that on your game pass or not yeah I have I have done it sometimes what I tend to do now is I do it on the on the xbox app and have it on and you can just join it can't so if I if I log on at seven and then you can there's always the option to watch from the start or watch watch live and so usually I watch it from the start on the Xbox and then you can sort of zip through the uh, the adverts as well so by the time we get to the 25 past nine kickoff I'm usually back up to date and I can sort of look at my phone because I usually have to lock my phone in another room yeah. so there's no alerts and or people texting me and, and stuff like that so. <laughs> yeah fair play fair play so heading into this current Bengals team. Um, in terms of the, the main sort of headline ins and outs, um, the main outs include CJ Uzuma, Riley Reef, Larry Ogunjobi, and Trey Hopkins. And then the main sort of headline ins include Alex Kappa, Ted Karras, Hayden Hurst, Lowell Collins, as well as re signing Eli Apple, Brandon Allen, Trey Flowers, and Jesse Bates, who got franchise tagged. And then in the draft itself, he took Daxton Hill, safety, 31st overall. Uh, Cam Taylor-Britt, cornerback, 60th overall, and he took Zachary Carter, defensive tackle, 95th overall in the first three rounds. So, as a Bengals fan, Rory, how have you found the off-season as a whole? Uh, pretty good, yeah. We Obviously, the main focus was always going to be the offensive line. The, the amount of, of sacks Burrow took his last season is obviously unsustainable, so... 
that was the the key to it. Last last off season, we very much looked at um, bringing in defensive players. We had Hendrickson came in and a Wuzier. Um, so it, it swapped it round this time, and we, we focused on the the, the offense. And obviously, Karras and Kappa coming in so soon was was good for us because obviously it gives you that sense of security that you've got solid, not 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 unbelievable starters, but solid starters that, that are going to be better than than what we had last season. And then obviously the now Collins, uh, that took a little bit longer with him getting released from, from the Cowboys and obviously we were always interested in him and a lot of people wanted to trade for him so that we could secure him and they didn't know if he did but he all got sorted out and sort of that, that gives you a bit of confidence that Beryl's going to have a lot better in front of him. If you think we got to a Super Bowl with the offensive line he had last year and we've actually made three three upgrades to the line um, it's very encouraging um, and then obviously Uzumar was, was a big part of the sort of the the build up to the, the Super Bowl. He was the sort of main cheerleader in the locker room. So it's, it's obviously that's a big loss in that sense. But in terms of production, Hayden Hurst got a lot of upside. I think he has a lot of potential to surprise people. He's been stuck behind uh he was originally at the Ravens, got stuck behind Mark Andrews, then he went to the Falcons, then they drafted uh Kyle Pitts. So he's sort of been unlucky rather than actually done anything wrong. So I would like to see him I think he just has an extra dimension when you're thinking that you've got Chase, Higgins, Boyd, and then you can add Hurst in. I think that's really exciting. So uh, I, even though the the offensive side was so good last year, I do think there's a little bit more that can squeeze out of it. Yeah, and of course, they've massive beefed up the O-line with the players you just mentioned. And also, that was obviously the big takeaway from the Super Bowl and also the whole season. He had the most sacks in any Super Bowl or joint with uh, Roger Stolbach in a Super Bowl game the most ever in a playoff run and the most ever, I believe, in a playoff game. Of course, they won that game against the Titans with nine sacks. Um, now, also they're addressing that and giving him protection. Also, that's going to really help Joe Barrow going forward and obviously really help him in terms of keeping healthy for a long time as well, not affecting him in that way. How high do you think his ceiling is, Joe Barrow? Yeah, I, I, I don't think there is a ceiling for him. I think he's that, he's that good. Mm. Um I understand there is always limitations to, to players and I, I know the arm strength thing is always going to be something that comes up with, with Burrow, whether he's got that. He's not got that elite arm strength that you see with Herbert and obviously everybody's going to compare those two coming into the league at the same time, both on two teams that are sort of built around them on the rookie contracts. So there is that comparison. But I think just in terms of his intelligence, um. That that's where he sort of he doesn't have to have the 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 deep ball. He knows when he needs to throw it. He knows when to get players open, um, and just that dedication to his craft where he, he does work so hard and he, you can see it. And the fact that he's he's a, a local guy as well, um, and mm. that you can see how much the franchise means to him and how he immediately came in and was willing to put the whole franchise on his back. He was willing to be the leader as a as a rookie, and that sort of personality and that specialness to him. Is it, I think does give him he, he could be the best quarterback in this league, and he definitely I think going forward in the next well I think from now, um, but certainly he should be one of the top five QBs in the in the league really. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, I think Tulva, I think Mahomes, Allen, I think will be the the rivalry. I think like the Manning uh, Brady thing in years gone by, but I think 
you know, you've got Lamar Jackson, you've got Joe Burrow, you've got Justin Herbert. If he does well, if he actually fills his talent to her as well, which I don't think he'll be ever in that level, but you've got some good quarterbacks. And I think, I hate saying his name, but the Sean Watsons are, will be obviously in the next East, obviously a very good player as well. So I think we're in an era now where there's so many good quarterbacks. And I think there's so many good, especially in the AFC as well. It's just a ginormous amount of quarterbacks you've got in that, in that conference. So I think Joe Burrow, I think, maybe a victim of that in terms of whether he wins any rings or not. But I do think that he is going to be, I think personally, he's got the mentality of Tom Brady in terms of that sort of clutchness and player we saw this year in the playoffs, how clutch he was in, in important moments. And I think that's really important for a quarterback as much as, much as talent. We've seen Rodgers maybe hasn't got that as much in the playoffs. So I think he's got that. And I think he, with Jamar Chase as well, who looks like already like a Hall of Famer wide receiver, I do think that that will really help the Bengals going forward. And I think Joe Burrow, I think once Brady goes, once Rodgers retires, I think he will be, for me, the third best quarterback in the league. Yeah, Maybe yeah definitely first. agree. Yeah. yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking of fingers crossed, we have to have fingers crossed that the Bengals aren't another victim of the Super Bowl hangover. There's been many recent examples. You know, the 49ers in 2020 had 6-10 and 10 after reaching it. The Rams the year before finished 9-7. and 7. The Panthers finished six and ten after going fifteen and one the year before, and the Patriots did have eleven and five, but they went sixteen and zero in two thousand and seven. But there are some people who have gone against that. The Chiefs, um, they sort of they had a twelve and five record the year after they made the AFC Championship game. The Patriots did it in twenty eighteen and won the whole thing, and then the Falcons made the playoffs with a ten and six record after their collapse. So in terms of this season. Is that a concern for you that it could be another one of those Super Bowl hangovers? Or do you think that the Bengals, having addressed their biggest need, are going to sort of go against that recent um, trend? I think it is always a worry. And I think there was other factors last season where we did very well to avoid major injuries. Um, we, we sort of, and the, the way the schedule played out, and, and even to a degree, the playoffs, the, the route they took through the playoffs. Um, was kind of I think the AFC will be a lot harder this year to 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 navigate the playoffs like that. But I think the the thing that we can be excited about is that the life cycle. I think that's what we're seeing from teams now is that you go through a cycle of, of where your window opens and how you build a team. We're building around a rookie contract. This, this last year was never meant to be the Super Bowl run. The expectation, obviously from Zach Taylor will tell you they always expect to make a Super Bowl run. They always want to be in the playoffs. But from a fan's perspective, you could see the way the roster was being built, that that wasn't, that wasn't in the thinking last year. Um, and now it's very firmly in the thinking because obviously Barrows another year onto his contract. But what you usually get with, with teams that have been to Super Bowls is that people will come in and pick off players. And we, don't, we haven't had that because we're so young. Um, a lot of the guys were already tied into deals. You've got Jamar Chase and Higgins on rookie contracts. So I think the team is built now for the next two to three years. Um, and obviously, especially this year, where Bates is on the franchise tag, I can't see him staying any longer than that. And obviously, he's one of the best defensive players we've got. And I think so this year, really, with the, the offensive line being a lot better, Bates on the tag, and obviously Barrow's extensions coming probably next off-season. So it, this year, I would be. I think this should be an ascending rather than a lot of people are thinking that there will be a drop-off. I actually think that they'll improve. It's just whether or not that's enough in what's become a very difficult AFC. 
I think it's also a battle of going from phrases that going from the hunters to the hunted in terms of last season they were had that underdog tag on them but I think this year there could be a lot more going to season with a lot more hype obviously a lot of people are saying they're going to win the AFC North there's a lot of a lot more hype around them a lot more expectations I think it's going to be interesting how the players will change from that mindset of being the underdogs to being the favourites in most games so I think it's going to be interesting to see how they adapt and react to that sort of scenario yeah yeah, I think that's it. And I, I think you can see already they're starting to try and you see these comments about, oh, the Bengals are going to go backwards. And that's that's what the the team are trying to buy into and sort of push that up underdogs. They're taking those and sticking them up on the, the lockers and stuff. But yeah, I agree. I think everybody's going to give it their all. They're going to know that they, they're coming and the Bengals are a difficult tie to take on. So they are going to come with 100% this time. They're not going to uh, go in and and think that it's the same old Bengals and they should be able to get an easy win. It's, it's not like that anymore. So we will now head to the final segment of the episode, which is our fan record predictors. We will give Rory a chance to predict every game of his team season and whether he thinks they'll win, lose or tie. So week one starts off with an AFC North rival at home to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that one's, good. That one's going to be a win. Yeah, I'll give them a win there. Yeah, fair enough. Week two is a road game against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that's going to be a tricky. That's going to be a tricky one. Uh, I, I think a win. I'll give us a win there. I think the Cowboys will will develop into a decent team, but I think obviously they've got question marks at receiver that they might need to sort of have a look at early in the season. So we might just catch them before they they start moving upwards. And hopefully they use Pollard in the slot because I took him in fantasy football. So hopefully they use him in the shooting <laughs> role as well. <laughs> um, week three on the road again, but this time against the New York Jets. Uh, yeah, I'll give us a win against the Jets. I don't know. I'm not sure. Was that Wilson? How long he'll be out? Whether he'll be, he, be healthy for the first week? Or... I want to say he's definitely out for the first week. I'm going to check, check the sleeper app to see what is whether he's out for a few weeks or just... I think I heard... Also, I heard I saw four weeks somewhere, but I could be completely wrong. Um, so Zach yeah. Wilson... So just, we, might, we might have a catch him without, without Zach Wilson or, or maybe catch him cold if he's just coming back would be, be ideal. Yeah, I mean, this one saying here, four to six weeks, but I don't know whether that includes the pre-season as well. But sort of coming out from the recent news involving him on the app, there's no real decision on or no announcement as to when he's actually going to be back so I think he, uh, yeah I'll, I'll go with the W then and I'll, I'll say that Wilson whether he's there or not he might not just be quite fine-tuned and, and in his stride so yeah I'll go go with a win yeah and I can't see even if Flacco plays I can't see him doing enough to get the win either so no now week four careful what you say here um it's a home game against the Miami Dolphins that would be an interesting game. I think that's become a little bit of a, a grudge match after the last couple of meetings and the, the Tua Burrow thing. So it, that, that's that's at home for us, is it? That's at the, yeah, the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, and I was yeah, tempted to say win, but I think it'd be closer than, than I would like. I think it could be a bit of a nail-biter at that one, but I'll go with win. Well, I'm going to be there for that game, so hopefully that's not the case. <laughs> oh, excellent. That would be, be amazing, yeah. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, week five, back on the road, this time against the Baltimore Ravens. 
Uh, tricky one on the road to the Ravens. I will give us our first loss there. I'm not going to go as an unbeaten season, so I'll, I'll put a loss in there because Ravens are always difficult. And I think, yeah, I think as long as they're healthy and everybody, I think they'll have everybody. They've had some issues, but I think when they are, if they are fully fit, they're a difficult team and a difficult defense to beat. So I'll give them the, the win and uh, yeah, we'll take our first loss there. Yeah, I think they're going to be a great team this year. Fevon's back fit as well. Um, week six on the road again, but this time at the New Orleans Saints. Tricky. Uh, I give us a win because Joe going back into into New Orleans like mm. on his LSU days, I think there'll be a little bit of uh, he'll want to get the win um, back down there. So yeah, I'll I'll give him the the win in the Bay. Okay, and then week seven at home to the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, that give us the, the win there as well at home uh, against, I think, the Falcons. Obviously, are in quite a bit of transition, aren't they? So, um, I think we maybe see a Hayden Hurst break out there against his old team. That would, that would be quite nice to see him get, get a couple of touchdowns. So, yeah, win there. Okay, and then week eight is a road game against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, week eight. So that's going to be the Browns without Watson still mm. at, at that point. So I'll give us the win there. I think he could be the difference maker, but with him being out, uh, we'll, we'll have the first win of the season against them. Okay. And then week nine is at home to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I'll, get, I'll, I'll go lost there just because I think, I think the Panthers are going to surprise a lot of people. And I, obviously, you can't go through the whole season expecting to 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 win everything. So I, I will take a, a sneaky surprise loss there, um, and just just see if the it's Mayfield, Beck Mayfield as well. So you know he's got some as a former Brown, he wants to beat the, the Bengals. So yeah, I'll give give them the win. I won't be too biased. <laughs> yeah, I think Baker's actually going to surprise a lot of people. I think he's going to he's going to have a really good year. Um, but week 10 is a bye week, so week 11 is on the road to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Will we do the double on the Steelers? Uh, I think we will. I still think there's there's too many question marks over quarterback. Maybe Pickett will have taken over the starting job by then, but I, I would fancy us to, to do the double on them. I, I, think, I think Pickett might be a success there. I just don't think it'll be this season. Yeah, and I think him and Pickens, albeit very small sample size, they did have a really good, what looked like a really good connection uh, in one of the preseason games. And I think that this year probably will be a rebuilding year. I still think they'll get eight, nine wins. I still think they'll be a team. Under Tomlin, you can't really rule them out. But I think maybe this year it might be a bit too early for him. But I think the next few years, I think Pickett could be, he's my favourite coming out of the draft quarterback-wise. So I think he'll have a good good career, I think. Week 12, on the road to the Tennessee Titans. Difficult one, Titans. Mm. I will, I'll go with a loss there. Just, I, I think it'd be a very tight game, so I will, the fact that we're on the road, that's why I'll give us the loss there. Okay, and week 13 is a repeat of the AFC Championship game, but this time in Ohio against the Chiefs. Yeah, I'll go another loss there, just, just because I think Mahomes is going to get on top of, of, of he'll be disappointed in himself that he, it happened twice to him with our um, defence getting on top of him in the second half of both the games there 
Um, and I just don't think he'll he'll have it in his mind that he won't let that happen again. So, yeah, I'll take a loss there. Yeah, I think he'll be a man on a mission this year. I really do. I think that a lot of shade on him in terms of will he cope with that Tyree kill? Obviously, what happened against you guys in January? And I think that he's going to be a man, almost like, a, I think he's almost like a man possessed. And I think he's going to, I think we'll see, with the, I think with the Chiefs, we'll see a lot of rather than just predictable, either to Hill to Kelsey. I think we'll see a lot of, still to Kelsey, but I think we'll see a lot of whether it's Juju, Marquez, Vantas, Scandling, whether it's McCall, I think we'll see a lot of unpredictable plays and a lot more a balanced offense rather than just to Hill and just to Kelsey. Yeah, it could get a bit more inventive almost mm. like because they don't have to sort of depend on the, the speed of Hill. They might have to just get a bit creative and it mm. could be even more fun to watch Mahomes at the, at the wheel there. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Mahomes, so hopefully that does happen. Um, week 14 is once again against the Browns, but this time at home. I will give us a win there. Uh, Watson will be back, but uh, I think at home, against Cleveland and obviously they've given us a couple of losses so they'll be, they'll be fired up and wanting to get a win um, and obviously at this point in the season they'll be wanting to show the home crowd that the playoff dreams are still alive so I think they'll, they'll overcome the Browns there yeah yeah I think that's Watson I think that'll be his third game back and I think he'll be still extremely rusty and I think by then as well they'll probably be on about four or five wins and I don't think they'll be in playoff contention and I think they may well just Almost have I have just had this almost almost tank or just sort of play the rest of the year and just yeah I I can't see him doing that well this year even if Watson comes back. Um, week fifteen against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road. Tampa. Uh, so what what what's our record going into this one? So, you? so far you've got a yeah. after fourteen weeks a nine and four record. Nine and four. So Tampa. Yeah, I don't. I think we'll. I'll, I'll go for a win against Tampa just because I'm not entirely sold on Brady. Just continue. I just don't think it might not be as smooth in Tampa as as it has has been. I think there's a lot of changes there. I mean, maybe he's got that eye on the TV contract. If things haven't gone quite to plan earlier in the season, is he? You know, is he gonna be sort of at a point of the season where he's looking at, at retirement already with with one eye? So yeah, let's sneak a win in at Tampa. Yeah, and also looking at how much more facelifts you can get. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, Tom, if you want to come on, do come on the podcast. I don't want to put <laughs> yeah. you away. If you want to come on the podcast, then by all means, come on. <laughs> I must say, actually, the last four games is brutal, I must admit. You got on the road against the Patriots, at home to the Bills and at home to the Ravens. That is a hard end to the season. That really is a tough, a tough stretch for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we're hoping... Like obviously, like I've had us winning early on, we want to get them wins in the bank because mm. when it comes to the back straight, it is going to be tough. And that that is all the other issue with that is obviously you want a bit of momentum if you are going into the playoffs. And we're, if we were that situation, you know, we wouldn't want to go into the playoffs sort of with three losses. Um, so yeah, so we we've got the Patriots there. I think I think I'll give us the win against the Patriots. Um, mm. Just not quite sure. Everything's quite you, the, the rumors that you get from training camp and stuff doesn't quite sound like everything's gelling and it's quite as smooth as, as what it is. Offensive line problems, I'm sure they'll have them straightened out by, by the end of the season, but it just doesn't quite sound like a normal Patriots season. So, I would hope that we'd, we'd get the win against them. And then, obviously, the last two, uh, who was the, the one before the Ravens, uh, the Bills are home and then yeah. the Ravens are home. 
yeah, I think we'll struggle. Uh, give us the loss against the Bills. I think the Bills are going to be pretty difficult for anybody to beat. I think Josh Allen on his day is is phenomenal quarterback. Mm. Uh, you know, proper dual threat, and he's just come on so much. It's been like amazing to see what sort of player he's turned into. So I give us give us a loss to them, and then I will I will give us a cheeky win against the Ravens to even out because I think it gave us a loss against the Ravens earlier on so we'll split that one and and give us the win at the end of the season yeah I'm going to call now I think that game will be on prime time I think this game will be a game I think it'll be so close between you two I think this game will be a game that decides who wins the division and I can just picture it now either Sunday night football one in the morning for UK fans I can just see that game being the one that they show and I think that's going to be a brilliant brilliant spectacle yeah, it'd be it'd be fantastic to have it as a bit of a sort of a playoff decider or a divisional decider. Uh, I think they those two obviously with Watson getting his ban extended and and the Steelers having sort of quarterback issues, not not knowing whether it's going to be Trubisky all season or Pickett or I think it'll be the Ravens and the Bengals division to, to fight out. So yeah, it would be quite an entertaining finish to the mm. to the year. Definitely. So that means that you end the season according to your record with a 12-5 and record, which you would think would get you into the playoffs, whether that's as the division winner, whether that's as a wildcard team. But should that be the case and you get 12-5, and make the playoffs, how far do you think this team will go in the postseason? I, I, think, I think it will be difficult. Like I said earlier, the, the AFC being so strong, I think we're not going to get those games that we got with, I think we had, we had the Raiders, didn't we? And we had the Titans, mm-hmm. whereas you sort of always felt, felt we had a chance. It could be difficult. There's going to be the Chargers, the, the Broncos are going to be better. I think the Colts, the Colts will be, be decent with, with Ryan. Um, so I do, I do think it will be difficult, but I would never say that after this season, I would never say that we couldn't win it because I just couldn't imagine that we'd have got as far as we did. And to be one player from uh, potentially winning it with the, if we could have had that offensive line that we have now playing in that Super Bowl, we could have got that that player to Jim, the deep ball to Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. If he'd have had an extra two or three seconds in the pocket, we, we could have got that finish. So I don't think there's any reason to say that we couldn't go all the way if, if we did get to the playoffs, but it will be it will be more difficult. I'm loving the optimism, I really am. And I hope you guys... <laughs> I'm always up for a new team winning it. I've always seen the ideal one for me, Super Bowl matchup is two teams that haven't won it before. Um, I don't know whether this, ha- I think it happened with the Titans Rams, the, the famous one yard uh, play sort of game. So I'd love to see something like, I don't know, Bengals Cardinals or Bills Cardinals or something. I think to have two teams that not won it before, I think that would add, add an extra element to the game to, to know that yeah. whoever's winning it is winning it for the first time for a, for a fan base, especially if it's the Bills or the Bengals, because they are some real die-hard fan bases. Yeah, it's just it, it feels now it, like the next two or three years really has to be the time because obviously we're going to be handicapped and um, with the the borough contract, he's going to be a difficult one to work around, and it, it does take a bit of nuance to to get cheaper players in to to draft well. So I really don't think they're going to have a better shot than the next couple of years. So I'm hoping that we can we can get the monkey off the back in the next couple couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Definitely strike when the iron's hot. Um, so that is the end of our Bengal season preview. Before we do go, we'll give you a chance, Rory, to um, plug your social media. How can we find uh, you? Yeah, I think 
uh, mostly on Twitter. So it's RJ Daniels NFL, I think it is the the Twitter handle. And then a shout out to I do do some stuff over at the Touchdown, which is a fantastic mm. uh, UK based website. And uh, so that's that's got loads of NFL and college football stuff. And I also do a little bit on stripehype.com, which is sort of a for any Bengals fans listening, that that's a good resource for some some Bengals content. So I, every now and again, I'll do some stuff on there and hopefully I'm doing some matchup pieces for the, the season ahead. So I'll sort of pinpoint three or four um, matchups for the for the week ahead. So that's fingers crossed that'll be what I'm doing this, this season. So I did really work for the touchdown. I also write for the touchdown as well. I even wrote a piece last night on Josh Rosen. So um, Yeah, I did see it. I read it. Uh, yeah, I read it today. So yeah. Oh, fantastic. Very good, so. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a good it's a good uh, a good website with lots and lots of good writers, so it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, we had Simon on actually during the season just after that Raiders Chargers game when he came on for that. So um, you actually look quite similar. Looking at you now, you look quite similar to Simon from um, the angle you're at right now. You do remind me a bit yeah. of Simon. So uh, I don't know whether you've heard that before, but no, I'll take I'll take that. I've uh, we I did we did the uh, last time. The Bengals came over actually. Me and Sai went down to. He was uh, joined him in the press box at Wembley. So I'll oh, tell nice. you, he's a, he's a very handsome chap. So I'll take it as a <laughs> as a compliment. Fair play, fair play. But yeah, that has been our Bengal season preview. So we'll see you guys for our very last season preview, which will be the Jags with Seb Talk Sports. We will see you then. <laughs>